Hello everyone, welcome to Painless Universal, a conversation with me, Anne Welsh. Today's conversation is one that is very inspirational, as always. So my conversation, in one way or the other, always motivates you. You find joy when you, after you've listened to my conversation, because it shows no matter what you're doing, no matter who you are, you could always aspire to be greater. She's a sickle cell warrior, but she didn't stop there. She went on to do law, you know, she went on to start her own little mini organization on a YouTube called Sickle Series, where she shares her inspirational stories about people, about first she started with people, then she went on to herself, about living with sickle cell disease and how you could overcome it, and challenges she finds along the way. And her focus, I've noticed, is really focused on the city, because the city I'm working and cop the corporate job is very challenging and anyone who, who's who's in that line line of business will t- t- definitely understand it's not easy being there so she is focused on this line of business on advising people how to get into this um corporate world and how to deal with challenges challenges you will face along the way join my guest whitney as she shares her story There have been occasions where my health has physically stopped me from performing my job um, because of absence from work where I've been in hospital and just physically are unable to make I'm unable to make it into the office. Um, and initially I did feel a feeling of guilt, but now I understand that sickle cell is something that I can't control and there will be occasions where I just can't make it into the office. Uh, welcome to Painless Universal and I'm absolutely honoured to have you. Um, you inspire me in so many ways. Um, I was really, I really had to reach out to you. Um, how are you? I am uh, well, thank you. Just um, finished logging off for the day from work, working wow. home, and um, yeah, just about to start the normal, well, the new normal scene uh, <laughs> in the evening. <laughs> yeah. So Whitney, for those who don't know you, who haven't been to your social media page or don't know what you do, your YouTube channel as well, I did a brief, a brief introduction before we started, but I just wanted you to tell them a little bit about who you are and you know what you do, kind of. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So Whitney Joseph, I live and work in London. I was born and raised here in the city. Um, I currently work as a banking and finance solicitor in the London law firm and outside of work I also run an online platform called The City Prescription which I started really just to raise awareness of sickle cell in general but with a particular focus on uh, living with sickle cell or a long-term health condition and pursuing a career and progressing through uh, academic studies as well. that's a little bit about me and of course one of the reasons I started the city prescription was also because I um, have sickle cell disease myself and just wanted to um, reach out um, to other people living with the conditions particularly young people um, and build a network of people that I could turn to for support advice tips encouragement so yeah that's a little bit about me so fascinating um 
I, I looked at your page and I think if I had you when I was 21, I would be so delighted because um, I remember starting my job at Lima Brother. I went, did my master's and after doing my master's, I was so nervous about getting a job and thinking what route will work best for me. And I ended up going through the disability route because at the time there was nothing nothing really understood about sickle cells. So there's a, uh, I saw this at the career office at the, um, you know, when you go to the career fair and I saw a sign that says um, disability program for, for the city, for the big banks and for law firms. I think, and I thought to myself, wow, this is a yeah. big opportunity for me. I better apply because I've always been nervous. I never worked in my life until I got my first job at the city because I was always nervous about working yeah and there you are you're talking about work and how did you get your first job how did you just we're having sickle cell I mean first let's talk a little bit about your sickle cell is it is it really does it come on often and when when you first diagnosed with it so I was diagnosed with uh, sickle cell at six weeks old so I suppose you could really say it was my parents that found out oh my gosh yes very early on yes mm. so, I can remember I've always lived with this condition growing up I always remember being told you have this illness and this is how it might affect you now and later on in life um, I suppose for the early part of my life I didn't feel as though I had much ownership over that sickle cell because growing up you're I was really under the care of my parents yeah. so in the early days I didn't have a great understanding of what the illness meant what how it would impact me um, as I grew up um, and into, into adulthood in particular, it wasn't until I really got to about my late teens and started applying for universities that I really started to research what this condition was um, and learn more about it. Um, Health-wise, I think my sickle cell has definitely been at its worst when I've been um, during education. Mm -hmm. So my triggers is uh, pressure, stress, um, kind mm -hmm. of environment and I think I suppose during um studying I just put a lot of pre pre pressure on myself to perform really I knew I wanted to go on to um pursue a career although I, I didn't always know it would be law but I knew I wanted to go down the academic route mm -hmm. um during my school years I really struggled and um lots of hospital admissions crises um impacted me all throughout my school year so I think I missed exams I missed coursework deadlines things like that just time out of studies um and that that was really difficult since I've stopped studying so my last um form of studying was when I was in school um since then I've managed to get it much more under control and it generally impacts me slightly less now than it used to mm. um I don't have too many complications but my biggest problem as probably with many other people living with sickle cell is just the unpredictable crises which you just can't yeah. were you ever um nervous about working or did you have a job while you were at the university certainly so whilst i was studying and i i um was working part-time i had multiple jobs kind of in and out of different things most jobs so part-time um i worked in retail but and I did some administrative work I would volunteer and I am um, had brief spells of um, getting some legal experience mm -hmm. but I didn't have any permanent or full-time roles so I think whilst I had experience in employment I don't think that probably equipped me enough to go into the full-time working mm -hmm. environment 
especially in the city where the environment is much different to a part-time admin, admin role whilst you're at university. Um, and to answer your question, I think, which was, um, was I prepared? I don't think I was, unfortunately. Um, I, I did what I could to try and prepare myself. So I spoke to um, my doctors, I spoke a lot with my parents, got general advice from tutors. But I, the difficulty for me was that I didn't know anyone else with sickle cell. Yeah. Um, so actually in terms of role models and in terms of aspiration, um, I, I really struggled because I didn't see anyone else like me in any of the career paths that I wanted to go down. Mm. Uh, that was a big deterrent for me. And actually when I started working, I came across loads of complications. Again, probably the same as other people living with sickle cell, but it was a challenge trying to educate some of these employers, some of my employers about what sickle cell is, how it might impact my work, what type of support they could offer me. Mm. So it, it was a big learning curve, I would say. Wow. And so when you got the job in, this, um, in the city, was it something you always wanted to do or did you have to compromise because of your sickle cell disorder? Thankfully, um, I've never really had to compromise. I don't know if it's luck, <laughs> work hard enough, then <laughs> happened to me. My first role in the city wasn't in the industry that I wanted. So I, of course I studied law at university and I went to law school and that's where my interest was. But my first roles were actually in finance in the city. Mm -hmm. um, so whilst I did have to compromise, it wasn't due to my sickle cell. Okay. Um, I would say, however, that when I was deciding which law firms I wanted to work for, I did consider my sickle cell. Of course, the, the career in general is highly pressured. Um, couldn't be really long hours and quite demanding environment um, but having said that some firms and some environments are worse than others um, so for me as much as I knew I wanted to push myself I also had to be realistic and working in what they refer to as a magic circle law firm might have been too much for me um, doing all-nighters for example and working um, international hours might have been too difficult for me mm -hmm. um, I did take it into account when I was making my application. Okay, I was going through your YouTube channel, um, YouTube channel and your Instagram page. And for you, anyone who don't know, her Instagram page is the city, um, the city prescription. How did you get that name? Um, so it actually. <laughs> I um, love it. <laughs> thank you. I love um, it. Uh, initially, when I started my Instagram page, it was initially it was under a different hashtag it was sorry a different handle it was called sick and in the city um mm. it wasn't necessarily designed for me to raise awareness it was more set up so that I could follow other people um living and working in the city who had all types of health conditions because I was as I mentioned I didn't know anyone that had sickle cell and I was really keen to meet more people and kind of see what their experiences were like and hopefully draw and um, some encouragement from them um, it grew I suppose it kind of uh, developed or built into the city prescription and actually I was on a weekend trip in Paris and kind of on the Eurostar there it just the name just, <laughs> the name just Mom, there, there you go <laughs> combination of me trying to put together um, 
yes, I'm career focused and I want to achieve and um, in my professional life and I'm, I suppose, slightly ambitious in that regard, but my my health plays a large impact a large role in every decision i make both in my personal and my professional life and i think actually if it hadn't been for my sickle cell i don't even know if i would, would have would be where i am professionally right now so i suppose it was trying to combine those two elements my health and my career yeah that's, a, that's amazing but aside from that i've definitely touched on the sit of pres um, prescription later have you ever had um be taken ill at work where or had an uncomfortable situation happen because of your sickle cell and how did you deal with that yeah there have been a few incidences where i suppose for um me being stubborn i suppose you could say i um wasn't necessarily feeling that well i mean anyone living with sickle cell sometimes will know that sometimes you have uh good days and bad days and what might start out as a, a I suppose mild day you think okay actually I can push through I can go into work I can um, sometimes if it's late in the week if it's a Thursday or Friday you think okay I'll just go in for this Friday and then it will be the weekend and I'll rest yeah. um say so I just pushed myself too hard on some occasions and had to be actually sent home um twice and um whilst I would say it was uncomfortable for me I think more of that felt more of that was an internal um feeling that i had my employers were actually really good um in saying you know you don't look like you're well enough to be here you need to go home and we're actually advising you to leave mm. whereas more embarrassed you could say because yeah. i thought i wasn't able to perform i was letting the t letting my team down i was disappointing mm. people um and I, I suppose I worried how it would reflect when it came to appraisals and development in my role. Mm. Uh, thankfully, as I said, my employers were, were really good. Um, and actually, I think that speaks volumes for not only the people, the firms that I worked for, but also the actual managers and supervisors that I had at the time, mm. who were generally quite aware and quite conscious, not just of my health condition, but my well-being in general. Yeah. Uh, there have been other times where I haven't made it into work and I've had to call in sick. And again, you have the same fears. You know, maybe you were busy at work and there were things that you were due to do that day or that week. And I felt like I'm letting the team down or I'm not able to do my job as well as somebody else. Um, and again, fortunately, um, for the most part anyway, um, my employees have been relatively understanding. Um, any of all of those emotions are actually my own um of course there have been comments made thankfully not at a leadership level though i found that the comments typically have come from colleagues or team members mm. team members level and that has been something that i have learned to deal with so far and will still no doubt have to continue learning mm. um there um deciding between whether to let things go um without saying anything but also thinking actually make me feel uncomfortable or shouldn't be said in the first place and learning how to deal with them professionally yeah that's true that's very very true because um whether whether we like it or not people always make one or two comments so it's so it's all about you know training yourself to as long as it's not really directly affecting what you're doing you just have to train yourself to do it and you know block it out and keep going um yeah. have you have they had to make any special adjustment because i remember in my case um 
I'm very sensitive to the hot and cold weather. Just, yeah. I mean, it's just one thing that really bothers me. In your case, is there anything that they had to um, adjust or make it to make it easier? Like, for example, mine also, um, because I was my my days off were so unpredictable. So what they always asked me to do was to make sure I signed up every every day was a sign off day. So in case you didn't come come the next day they knew where to continue from what I was working on and my password was well I had the private password but I also had a generic password on when I was working on generic things in your, in your case was there any any kind of adjustment made or did do they, any of these organizations recognize that that they needed to make it or you just or probably you're fine you don't need it yeah I think um sometimes I've had to have support which is based on individual circumstances maybe if I've fallen ill on one particular occasion but by and large I think the biggest adjustment if you can call it that has been um, asking to work from home um, whereas sometimes it's not necessarily the firm policy for especially, especially for someone like me when I started out being quite junior it was normally reserved for senior members of the team to work from home um, but all things considered that most firms found that quite a re reasonable adjustment to make um, and provided me with a laptop in some instances and a mm. work that if I did need to work from home as you said it's quite unpredictable I always had some equipment with me at home to do that um, another adjustment would have been um, I suppose I suppose this isn't an adjustment per se but just um, having someone in the firm whether that's in HR or whether it's in my direct team um, to discuss with if I'm not feeling great if I think I might need some time out or if on occasion where I haven't been able to plan it that in advance and you know one more you're not well or fallen sick gone into hospital one port of con one um, point of contact rather than having to reach out to individual supervisors or individual managers I found that it's been quite useful to just have that one point of contact that I can say, look, I don't feel great today. Is it okay if I go home? And that message can be relayed to each person that I'm working with rather than having to manage them all individually. Sometimes, especially in a law firm, you're working with multiple people, multiple partners at one time. And um, having to send an email to each of those partners to say that you're not well, particularly if you don't know how long you might take to recover, can mm -hmm. be cool. And I think when I'm not well, it's an added burden that I don't necessarily want to mm. want. Um, so that has been something that most firms have put in place for me as well. So those are probably the two biggest um, adjustments. I suppose, as I said, the second one is less of an adjustment and more of an arrangement. Um, most firms have been quite um, supportive of those adjustments, possibly because they haven't been too difficult to implement. Mm. Well, that's really wonderful. Okay, so we're going to go to the site in a bit about your city prescription. And you started this platform. How is it doing? And what, what, you know, anyone who wants to get be part of this platform, what is it about? Is it just for people with chronic illness or people just for people with sickle cell? Tell us more. So as I said, it's really, um, it's for both, both, whether you have sickle cell or any other long-term health condition, because actually some of the issues that we as sickle cell patients experience mm -hmm are relatable to people living with all types of illnesses and health conditions. Um, for those that want to get involved, as you mentioned, we have a YouTube channel and um, a few years ago I put together what I called um, the Sickle Series and we interviewed people living and working in a range of professions. Um, we had a member of the NHS, we had um, a fellow lawyer of mine, um, 
I had um, someone who's actually self-employed. So we had a range of people um, come and share their experiences living and working with sickle cell, some of the challenges that they faced and how they were able to overcome those. The plan was to put together series two. Unfortunately, with the current situation um, being on lockdown, yeah. it's a halt to our plans. But if anyone is interested in getting involved, as I said, with or without sickle cell, any um, if you feel that you can relate in any way, we would love to hear more stories um, from everyone across all professions, all walks of life, to show that particularly young people. Mm -hmm. um, considering a career yes your health will play a part but mm. it doesn't completely limit you in your ability to go into certain professions and I think by seeing these stories hearing people share their journey mm. um it's that form of encouragement and also practical advice that you may need um when you might not have access to that where you are I love that you know you're such a fascinating young lady because you just know what you want you're so positive about it and um, has has there been a time when sick when you've had your second crisis and you just felt like i can't do this anymore and how have you overcome that feeling of overwhelmness from sickle cell that, that the sickle cell has brought to you yes yeah, certainly so i think for me dealing with my sickle cell i think comes in two parts the first is obviously the physical impact so mm -hmm when I just can't get out of bed and um, will struggle to do the most basic tasks and um, kind of making something to eat having a bath things like that especially if I'm in hospital where I when my physical ability is completely impacted mm. but part and I suppose for me one of the more um, frustrating parts is the mental uh, well-being side of it because actually sometimes there have been um, occasions where I've been in hospital and had a crisis and actually a week later I'm back home and physically fine or physically on the way to recovery but actually mentally it takes me longer than a week to kind of pick myself back up um, and that's really been difficult and I think it's in those moments where I, I do feel overwhelmed and I do feel sometimes slightly disheartened and defeated and fe feeling like oh my goodness I've tried so hard to kind of deal with this illness and overcome it but in those moments it does feel slightly more like it's on top of me than I am on top of it. Um, I suppose to the things that help to pull me through in those moments is just trying to remain um, focused on what I want to achieve long term. In that moment I'm going through something difficult, yes, um, and in that moment it's challenging, as I said it's overwhelming and it's defeating but by looking towards the future and thinking about all of the things I still want to go on to achieve and thinking, actually, this is hard right now, but I want those things in my future so much that I will get past this. Hmm. Fortunately for me, I have a really good um, support network around me with friends and family who I um who are really good at trying to lift me up out of those moments where I'm kind of feeling a bit overwhelmed. Um, but as I said, yeah, just focusing on the future um, because sometimes it's easy to be stuck in that moment and feeling like this isn't possible. You know, I've worked so hard to get to this point um, and maybe after all of this sickle cell is about to defeat me. But actually, when I look back at over some of the things I've overcome, I think it didn't defeat me then and it won't defeat me now. I just need to put one foot in front of the other and just take small steps and um, with time I will overcome that moment. So as you said, it's not easy to remain positive all the time, mm. but it's a 
about trying to maintain some perspective and just because it's difficult for a period it doesn't mean it won't it will be difficult forever that's very true um as we come to conclusion of this um i really enjoyed it but one thing i want to ask you because a lot of people um with chronic illness like myself when i was at university how can i how can a person get a job in the city when they know these have they have these um they have these barriers what yeah. advice would you give them as the city prescription would say <laughs> i'm coming to you for some prescription i need to get a job at university i mean at work i've just left university and i need to get a job now but i'm so nervous about getting a job because of um, my chronic illness and i know how it, it fluctuates what advice would you give to them in terms of what to disclose to the employees uh, what to what kind of job they should be looking for and how they should you know manage their mindset with this and so yeah. it's three different questions but i just they all fall in one because you're my prescriber and you're in the city i just what would you tell the younger generation the 18 year old i mean 21 year old looking for now looking for a job in the city um, worried about their chronic illness yeah um first things first i would definitely say sit down and have a think about what it is you want out of your career um, for some people that might be um, uh, economic rewards so they might be thinking about how much money they're going to make for other people they might be thinking actually in the future I want to start a family so um, work-life balance is a key factor for me it might be that you have a particular passion for a, a topic or a particular industry you really have what it is you want to get out of your career and then once you've made um, I suppose your shortlist or you've decided on one particular job or one particular industry mm -hmm. I would that point onwards first of all don't let anyone else's opinions or perceptions on how they think you could thrive in that industry affect your own decisions I remember that when I first said that I wanted to go into law I had endless comments from people who were all very well intentioned so medical profession friends family all saying you know someone with sickle cell is that really mm -hmm. a career for you but actually I had to sit down and think about how is my health and do I feel as though this career is possible for me and once I decided that the answer was yes I really couldn't allow the doubts of other people to to enter my mind in that way so I definitely advise doing that first of all and um, once you've made that decision as I said I think the next step is to really think um, practically about if you were to go into that career what type of support or in which way would your sickle cell potentially affect you so um if that if that role that you're thinking of is quite um physically exerting it might be that you need extra breaks so that you're not um, you have a chance to recover or it might be that if you're up and about quite a lot you need to have access to water um so that you're dehydrated um once you've got an idea about the practical um support measures that you might need i think it's so much easier when you are applying for jobs and approaching employers to actually say i want to apply here yes i do have this condition but i think that with these support mechanisms in place i could actually be um a great employee and i don't think that my health will impact me to the detriment of this role um sometimes employers don't know much about sickle cell so you may need to hold their hand in directing them um, and explaining how it will affect you in that role um, so the more educated and the more prepared you are when you um 
make your applications, the better it is for you and for the employee because you can go into that role knowing, actually, I am prepared. Maybe it will be difficult or maybe there might be certain challenges, but I've, I've thought of all of these things and these are all of the measures that um, are going to help me in that role. Um, so that would probably be um, my advice. Sorry, it's a slightly long-winded answer. No, it's not. It's not because it really, it really breaks that down. It's not at all. I really understood every part of it, what you said. Thank you. Um, because you really did, yeah, you broke it down and I loved it. I loved the way you summarise it. And I, I just can't believe it, how you just know how to help and the right message to say for, for someone with chronic illness because if I'd known things like this, what you're saying, it would have made such a big difference with my decision. You know, I went based on just me guessing, just, I was just guessing the whole way through, not speaking to anyone because no one could really give me the right advice because there was not that relationship with chronic illness and yeah. getting a job. It was just um, do it the way everyone else was doing it. And yeah. sometimes that's very, very challenging. I'm really, um, I'm really grateful you took time out of your schedule to join me. And is there any uh, final word of advice you want to give? I know your Instagram handle is the City Prescription. Your, um, your YouTube is the Sickle Series. That's, yeah, so uh, that's the handle. The Sickle then, Series, yeah. Yeah, um, and the the title of the videos is called the Sickle Series. Yeah. Okay. All right. And, yeah. I would just say, first of all, as I mentioned, if anyone out there is interested in sharing their stories, please do get in touch. Once the situation is over, um, we will be trying to put together our series two. Um, so we will be looking for people, including yourself included, to share their stories and hopefully give um, some encouragement and advice to uh, other people thinking of entering the same profession or just looking for general advice on careers. Um, I would also say um, as a final word in terms of just advice and encouragement, as I said, my journey, as with many others, is not without its challenges. It didn't come overnight um, and I didn't know everything when I started out. Um, so just take, take your time. Um, don't be easily defeated when you do encounter those challenges as difficult as it is and maybe as lengthy as it might be to get up and continue always do that um having sickle cell it might mean from to get to a um to be your journey might be more long-winded or um there might be more obstacles in the way um than someone else but it doesn't stop you from still reaching your end goal um so don't be defeated and um we're here if you need advice <laughs> well thank you so much whitney um i'm really honored to have you and thank you so much for joining joining me on this platform painlessly universal and i'm sure we'll, our path will be crossing again soon once this whole thing is over how have you been staying well with COVID 19 has that um yeah. you managed it well fortunately it has gone well so far so i think um i'm quite looking forward to the end of the 12-week shielding period mm. although so much uncertainty about what we are and aren't allowed to do mm. um, to that so we can get back to traveling so I can get back to working um, yeah. family but fortunately um, my health has remained relatively stable throughout that time yeah. difficult because at the moment I'm not having any of my regular treatments because they don't fall under critical care mm. um, but I've just been trying to manage them as best as I can at home. And as I said, fortunately, um, so far, so good. So hopefully it continues. Thank you, Whitney. And speak to you again soon. Thank you.